Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah, I've been uh, reading, you know, all sorts of different comics, and obviously Marvel was very accessible and popular when I was younger. And, uh, you know, back when I was reading it, it was still very much about the storytelling, and that was his tradition. Um, up, uh, up to and including the writers that were writing at the time, the 80s and the 90s. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really sad thing. I haven't fully processed it, actually. You know, everybody's heard about it a few hours ago. Um, yeah, it's, 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 we've, been, we've been enjoying his creations for a long time. Yeah, reaction uh, swift in uh, hearing that one of the most, I think, important entertainers of all time. Stan Lee has passed away. He is a genius. Um, even if you didn't read his stuff, he is, no question, one of the most important, iconic uh, comic book creators in the world. He, he came up with Spider-Man, the X-Men, Black Panther, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, the, Inven- the Avengers. What did I just watch this week? Teen Titans? Didn't, wasn't that his movie? I mean, he did everything. And he brought these fantasies to life, and he allowed a lot of kids to be just, well, he allowed a lot of grown-ups to be kids, and he he got a lot of kids, allowed them to be heroes. But he was 95, and he passed away. And uh, he started his journey back in 1939, so we're at the start of the Second World War. And he turned Marvel Comics into the world's number one publisher of comic books. Disney would end up buying it for four billion dollars they would go on to make blockbuster movies there's video games he brought fantasy to life and he never which surprised me he didn't get any royalties from the characters he developed and in his later years leading up to his death there had been lawsuits accusations of mismanagement with his uh, financial affairs and the LA police, LA police had uh, recently been investigating reports of elder abuse against him. So his last few years were, were not easy. His wife had died just a year before, so it had gotten a little tougher. But he is said to be worth about $70 million. Not bad. But just a sliver of what his actual achievements were. And while, you know, he had a huge influence on everyone else, it, for him it was just, it was fun. It is such fun creating characters, writing stories, even doing interviews, even though I can't hear most of what the guy says to me. And when you do something that you know the fans seem to enjoy, that gives you such satisfaction, you don't want to stop. You don't want to stop, and he will not stop. Vicki Sparks joins us now. She's Global News Radio pop culture expert. Hi, Vicki. Hi, how are you? I guess we can't be too surprised at 95 to lose Mr. Stan Lee, but, you know, as soon as the news broke, everyone kind of collectively gasped. Absolutely, and I think those who knew him uh, actually are stunned. Most of them said they truly believed he would live forever because he just kind of had that nonstop energy. Even at 95, he wasn't ready to be done yet. So both not at all a surprise 
and a complete surprise at once. Yeah, I mean, he was 95, but I guess he was still doing a lot. Uh, but as I understand, uh, ambulances arrived at his home in, in California today quite suddenly. And uh, and by the mid-afternoon, uh, he was gone. What do you think, I mean, what is, what is his legacy other than everything? I mean, that's probably the best way to describe it because it cannot be overstated, his influence on pop culture as we know it. I mean, there is probably not a corner of the globe that has not met and loved at least one of the characters that he's created. So to try and measure the marks that he's had on pop culture and entertainment, I really don't think you can because he is one of a kind. There will never be someone else who creates, you know, 20 or 30 of the most popular characters in pop culture and entertainment done by one person that will never happen again so he's really he's a one-of-a-kind guy yeah i mean i was just watching teen titan with my son this weekend and i'm pretty sure that's that was his movie as well but just oh it's not his movie Oh, okay. My my board office saying it's not his movie, but again, watching that's the only one that is that wasn't. But it was <laughs> it was all the superheroes. I guess uh, the little kid wants to wants his own movie, Robin. But um, he was, I guess, the pinnacle of what everyone wanted to be in that genre. Correct? Yeah, he was. So what what he's really known for is he kind of turned comic book characters on their head in the early days of comic books, where you had you know Superman, who was this godlike creature. Stan came along and he created characters that were godlike, but were also devastatingly human. And that's what differentiated them for everybody. Okay, so so, so explain to me then Superman versus Spider-Man, because I don't watch cartoons. I don't remember. I wasn't a big... Okay. okay so how was Spider-Man more human than Superman? So when Spider-Man started, so obviously his alter ego is Peter Parker. He was a teenage boy. He was nervous about dating and nervous about dandruff and confused about girls and didn't really know where his place was in the world. And that was the first time that we'd ever seen someone with these out-of-this-world powers be a real person. He was flawed and he wasn't, you know, the pinnacle of macho-ness 24-7. And that really appealed to boys in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but really across the board towards the end, um, girls as well. And so that really opened up this whole new genre of comic book characters. So we see it in the Marvel characters now that are huge. So um, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Panther, they're all incredible and they all have these superhuman strengths, but they all have something going on emotion-wise too, right? In other words, uh, you gravitate to them. So there's absolutely. something likable. Though. I, they're I, flawed just like us. And I think it gives readers or watchers the belief that one day, you know, if the right spider bit them, they yeah. could do it too, because Peter Parker wasn't perfect. Just before I, I let you go, I'm surprised. I mean, his estate was worth $70 million, but this guy, yeah. how how is he not worth more? How did he not get royalties for characters? How did he kind of not capitalize on everything that he did? Yeah, the problem is when he created most of these characters, he was simply a writer for Marvel. So all mm. of the content that he created belonged to them. He wow. was just a cog in their wheel of of motion. Now, he is the best cog anybody's ever seen. No kidding. Um, but they owned everything. So when you look at the movies um, since 2000 with the first X-Men movie up until and including Ant-Man, which is the last uh, movie, I believe, that came out, these movies have made more than 17.6 billion. Billion dollars. So it's 
pretty much criminal that someone didn't say, like, here's a billion, Stan. Like, enjoy the rest of your life. Yeah, and I guess his accolades will really truly be understood only in his death. But, boy, what a loss, and uh, it's felt by all. But thanks so much uh, for the insight, Vicki. I appreciate Anytime. it. time. That is uh, Vicki Sparks. She sure knows her... Uh, her movies, and again, like, I don't think it matters if you're into these superhero movies or not. It's just when you see someone like this go, uh, who leaves such a kind of a positive, a happy imprint on the world. When times are not always so happy, it's just uh, kind of sad, you know? This is Global News Radio. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.